love and salutes, my friends. Thank you all for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be talking about the mind. Not the mind in the egotistical thinking way, but the mind as the soul, the aura, the imaginative, the lucid, the conscious mind. In Hinduism, Jivatma is the individual soul, and Paramatma is the universal, collective, eternal soul. It's the supreme soul. Jivatma is like the water drop or the wave, while Paramatma is the entire ocean. Does that mean that Jivatma stops being the ocean? Never. It eventually returns to it, just like how we eventually return to the ethers. So the Jivatma is not the mind. It's the Jiva plus the Atman. And Atma is the soul that is in you, in me, in all living things. And when the Atman comes into the body and the mind, then we, the human being who is alive, becomes Jivatma or a Jiva, a body-mind with an Atma. It's the mind and the soul connection. And when the mind is purified, Jivatma realizes that it's Paramatma, one with the divine. That's the awareness. We are one. And knowing that our minds can manifest anything we put our thoughts into, it should give us this insane amount of liberation, almost like relief, faith. Because we really are the ones in control. Remember that your soul lives forever. Your body is temporary. So your soul is the real you. Pledge that you want to do good for your soul. Like giving love and service to others, helping others. Because the moment that you do bad, your soul is responsible for it. And it must pay later. It's the karmic energetic law. Your mind is a partial copy of your soul. With the same characteristics, but it grows separately. Your soul guides your mind. But your mind is always in control. And as you move up through the higher realms, the mind communicates with the soul more and more and more. And I truly believe that the mind is created by the soul, but it's not part of the soul. It's created at the time of birth. I think that the mind starts out empty and it slowly starts to learn from experiences. The mind works like a soul and it runs the body. And the mind has the same characteristics as the soul because that's where its power derives from. So the mind is a conduit for soul energy. But the soul cannot load the mind. It can only guide the mind as things come up. So the soul is responsible for whatever the mind does. And we will keep reincarnating in this simulation, in this artificial, synthetic simulation, if we never wake up to this truth. Everything you do in this life affects all lives. And I've always found all of this so interesting. It's so interesting how the soul and the mind, how it all works, because we all have our own version of a book. We have our irreplaceable essence, our energy, 
that music that's inside of us that can't fully unleash because it needs to get processed through the brain. So you see the importance of the processor? The way that it works is that the soul sends a command to be processed through the brain, the mind, because the brain processes that into an action. The soul is invisible. It's the infinite parts of you. It's the eternal thinker. And this soul sends a commander to the processor, which is the mind, the brain. And this separate entity, which is the brain, turns the soul's wishes into a respectful action. Your processor can determine the quality of the action. And that's why this connection between the soul, the mind, and the body is really crucial. When a soul sends a signal to the body, the only thing in between is the mind's processing. In our day and age, our brains have been trained to be a bad processor. Your brain has been trained to argue with your soul. And that's like you arguing with God. Your brain, it's not supposed to be smarter than your soul. So why is your brain arguing with your soul when it's just supposed to be listening to what it's commanded to do? That's when we say, don't overthink it, because you're thinking too much. The soul ain't got time to think about it if it's all-knowing. And that's the very action of thinking that we call processing mind. But when the average human thinks, they're not processing anything. They're arguing with the mind. Why should I do this? Should I do that? No, I'm going to look this way. And that's like arguing with the soul instead of just processing how we feel, what we feel. The soul is like the wise grandmother that was right all along. She doesn't want you to be on autopilot and acting animalistic. Time is moving and you're not evolving. And now you may wonder, but what caused that disconnection from the mind and the body? I believe that it was science and religion. The religious programming is what really rewired the natural processing where our brain is supposed to be in. Religion told us, don't lean into the wheel of your own understanding and go to the wheel of Yahweh or Jesus, the wheel of Anu, mysticism, instead of telling us what's really going on with your heart and your mind. Why would the true creator give you such a beautiful and intelligent mind and tell you not to use it? That's how you know that you're not worshiping the light, the source, because any God that tells you don't use your mind is the true devil. The true God created your beautiful mind. So how could you not use the greatest gift that the Most High gave you? The Most High is the God inside your brain. Everything that you waited on Jesus to do, you could have done it with critical thinking instead of memorizing scriptures your whole entire life. It doesn't take thinking to memorize a whole script. Just like how some rappers, they memorize a rap song and they think that intelligence is the memorization of their indoctrination. It's crazy. It's it's how we were raised in the school systems, a repetition, the memorization, and that's how you pass your test. But IQ 
is equated to critical thinking, not having good memory. Memory doesn't mean shit if you don't remember how to activate your mind. The majority of people are not in tune with their body that they can't even listen to what the soul is commanding, which doesn't let them access their God-given power. You'll die with regrets if you don't listen. That's the same like sleeping with regrets. You're not at ease. Most times you're not living in the soul imaginative mind, in the world of possibilities, in the fresh start. You're still living in the past, in the sleepwalking brain, in a yesterday's world. So the soul driving your steering wheel can't drive the car because the avatar is driving on autopilot. Start living in your mind and get out of your body. The moment that you get out of your body, you're able to master a different level of consciousness. But not everyone is ready for it though. Most people can't even live out of their brain. You have to break out of the cell before you can break out of the prison. Every day that you're living, it should be an out-of-body experience. I'm so in my mind that sometimes I forget that I'm walking. My imagination is so vivid that it's like my body is walking on its own. Our pineal gland is our own heaven. Embrace it. Good things are always born out of that. Once you truly listen to yourself, you won't have any actions to regret. That's your teacher. That's your judge. A mistake is a must-take. A problem is a challenge. It's not a disaster. Suffering is only a maturing part of power. It's not a rotting one. So we need to accept complexity as it is and leave emotion out of it. We must have certain experiences to outgrow our own ignorance. If you don't have a proper relationship with the body, that bodily, earthly part of you that connects to the earth, it will be reckless. Your behavior will be reckless. If I put you in a car and I tell you to hit the gas, but you can't touch the steering wheel, what do you think is going to happen? You're obviously going to crash. Your body is a car. And every day that you hit the gas, you don't even control the steering wheel. So stop guiding your body through the brain logic and let your mind shine. Your soul will steer you in the right direction, but you got to listen. If I played a video game and we're playing Call of Duty, let's say, and you try to shoot, but it didn't come out. So therefore, I took advantage of that moment and I shoot at you. You would think I cheated. And that's when we would have to restart the game, reset it. That's reincarnation. If there's a flaw in the simulation, we'll have to hit the reset button. And that's what I'm trying to save you from. I don't live with regrets. Life for me is, is a play. We're infinite. Rehearse your actions. You have time. Every day is a fresh start. But every action you take is recorded in time. Even though time is an illusion, it still counts what we do. Once you understand this reality, you learn how to rehearse your actions, how to be better. Life becomes a ritual to you, a sacred moment, a play. And when we play, we have a controller. We are at the control mechanism, playing it all out.
Now, if the other player is not allowed to play it out, we got to reset it because it's not fair. It's not fair to your soul that your body won't listen to God. It's made us doubt ourselves. People that live in the jungle, they don't have books, and yet they're smarter than us. They use their minds, and they learn by experience. They know how to plant, what foods to eat, what will heal us, what will kill us. Remember that nothing impregnates your mind with a new idea. You are a god, and you're able to conceive of an original idea. This is an immaculate conception. The mother is the mind, the great conceiver. Virgin Mary is the pineal gland. The mind is what allows man to transform reality. The moment that man stops using his mind, mind stops transforming. If you put a snake in a cage, it's only going to grow to the length of that cage. If someone were to come up to me right now and say, Jess, I'll never change. I've been the same since high school. I'm solid for life. <laughs> I'll literally look at him like, man, that's not something to be proud of. It's not about being solid. Be water. A rock can't flow, but water can. I'm not just solid. I'm solid. I'm liquid. I'm gas. I'm fire. <laughs> but you get me though. Take this time to unlearn, deprogram, unplug, seek the truth, and set yourself free. Getting comfortable with the uncomfortable is the only path to freedom, truly. Try to seek a joy in stepping into the unknown. And that feeling that you're going to get once you overcome it, oof. There's only one truth, but the negative agenda, they can't erase it. They can only hide it. NASA mentions that we are at the middle of a galaxy. But the truth is that every single human is the creation of a new galaxy. Everyone has the same amount of energy spiraling up and down their spinal cord, the kundalini, which is our true self. The galaxy is a spiral. We are all interacting with each other like galaxies, merging, repelling, attracting. It's so beautiful. And this whole lifetime is an experience and an experiment. We come from the higher realms, but we need to carry out. We need to do the work in order to gain our passage and our initiation. We exist in this intelligent, advanced universe with the ancestors, but we haven't earned our right yet. We are a God being, but every soul that comes into existence, before it can exist in Asgard or the higher heavens, we always got to give something to get something. You always give before you receive you're giving the soul the experience that it needs. This earth is an initiation ground for souls ready to be born up in the higher realms of heaven. Life is all about evolving. Just like how the caterpillar turns into a cocoon and then the cocoon turns into a butterfly, the sperm turns into a human and the human turns into a god. That's the magic of the trinity. If you feel like you're not evolving, like you're just stagnant, you're stuck in low karma density. Feel it, process it, and remember, always remind yourself that you'll be riding high again in no time. Don't be quick to fall in duality. See everything in a bird's view. You are sovereign now. You are the leader now. 
you're the president now. To increase our spirituality and raise our soul score, we simply just got to put out more love and service to others. Every single little thing counts. For example, if you're brushing your teeth and you leave the water on, just turn it off and then just turn it back on when you're going to clean your brush because someone had to go and get that clean water for you. If you waste it, more work needs to be done. If you're driving and you come to a red light and you plan on going straight, but you can see that the driver behind you wants to turn right just to move a little bit so that he can go past you instead of just waiting for the light to change and you getting out of the way. It's the, it's the little things, really. If you see someone walking to their car with a whole bunch of bags and you can tell that they're struggling, just help them out. Nothing ever gets overlooked. And when you make their life easier or when you make their life more fun, they're more likely to see you do it and they're going to do the same. So in the end, it's a win-win for everyone. All failure is just a video game that resets itself until you finally understand the game, which is our purpose. Because at the end, there's only love and divine order. So which route are you going to take? You create your thought habits and you also live your thought habits. But if you're just awareness, there's nothing to fear. An affirmation that I like to tell myself is that my body and my mind live in homeostasis. They live in balance. And as a result, I experience perfect health and well-being. I live with that as my habit of thinking. Why? Because I created that habit. The only truth that's constant is that we are aware. Everything around us is made up. Negative thoughts are not good or bad. They're just going against the direction of where we want to be. All of our problems arise when we believe those thoughts. So change your thinking and change your life. And that's how you become the master of your destiny.